Hey guys, uh, smash like and subscribe and leave us emails. You know, maybe <laughs> nobody leaves us emails because nobody uses email anymore. Yeah, dude. Sorry. Ian, uh, <laughs> <DM> student. <laughs> Go to Facebook, uh, type in Do You Believe Podcast, you'll find us. Look for the cat with the eyeballs. That's us. Yeah. Well, today we got a uh, Friday episode that we're recording. We're recording on Friday. Um, and yeah, we got we got, you know, Lil Wayne pardon this week. As well as Kodak Black. So wait, that's wait, what's up. Hold on, hold on. What did Lil Wayne get in trouble for? I think it was maybe a gun charge. Oh, okay. I could I could be totally wrong. I really don't know. Um but it was probably gun or drugs, dude. That's usually all it is. Yeah. Some stupid bullshit. Anyways. <laughs> but um Anyways, so yeah, they're out. Okay, cool. That's probably that's pretty much the biggest news that happened. Oh wait, oh there was an inauguration too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, and the new uh, rule sets for Pokemon came out this week. Pokemon uh, VGC, shout out. Anyways, today guys, we have a topic, and it is uh, you know, I think what Lee and I have researched is a little different. We kept it vague for this week when we spoke amongst each other but um you know planning out the episode but gonna kind of focus on music i think i'm assuming probably lee did a little bit more speckled research or so of different conspiracies because oh, that's yeah. sort of what we we're talking about was like you know music industry and some of the sketchy stuff that might go on in there that's talked about um so i'm assuming lee probably you did that i i've got i was i kind of want i personally i kind of want to talk more about hip-hop and then i guess my research led me to just this i don't know not even so much hip-hop conspiracy i mean there is some in there that i that i'll bring up uh but um also i kind of just wanted to talk about um the culture of, of hip-hop and how it's evolved from what i understand i guess and like how the this one really crazy uh not crazy but really um interesting you know one that i found came out so anyways let's get into it so you know, um, with, with the, you know, with his, so it's gonna be kind of a pseudo conspiracy theory, um, episode, but also I, I'd like to talk about yourself, hip hop culture, I guess. <laughs> I think it's really awesome. But, um, so in the hip hop, you know, when I was looking up hip hop, uh, conspiracies or so, um, a lot of it seemed to have focused on, I guess, individuals, you know, there was the ones with P Diddy, um, you know, I mean, obviously, like, you know, did he kill Tupac and Biggie? That's, like, the, I feel I feel the most famous one. And there, there were some like that, that uh, mostly just about people, but all of them seem to be centered around P. Diddy, like, um, just weird parties. Not weird parties, but, yeah, weird parties that he has that there might, they might do rituals or something. I don't know. They're just doing, you know, celebrity rich people things, and they have all these different rooms where people are just doing different stuff, you know, and, and uh like and you know there might be famous other obviously famous people notable people and you know who knows um so that's i mean there's just i feel like a lot of comedians 
for, like particularly seem to talk about that stuff. Uh, they'll they'll talk about jokes or, and there's also some some rappers maybe I think maybe talk about it. But um, you know that was that's kind of the biggest one is just P Diddy and and uh, and then I was watching this video. There's this um, it was talking about one of the parties that I think I'm pretty sure it was P Diddy was hosting. Um, I think. And so, you know, this, this, um, hold on, I'm trying to find something real quick, but basically this late, this lady, she, she was like a old hip hop head. Um, back in the day, I, I, I don't really know her full story, but it was Jaguar or something. I forget. And she, she was there at the, you know, very beginning of, of, uh, hip hop basically. And there was this long interview that I saw of her and she was just talking pretty candidly about, um, like P Diddy. And she just was like, Oh, he's so sketchy. And, and the thing, the thing with her, let me, let me find her name, dude. This is, this is bad that I don't know her name, honestly. And then I'm going to try and talk about hip hop. Like I know it, but, uh, what's her name? Well, he's looking at a rumor has it that Tupac never actually died. He just got too famous and he faked his own death. Oh yeah, he's living in Cuba. Yeah, that's a that's a biggie. It's a biggie. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's also the Illuminati, and I, I think P Diddy is sort of part of that. But oh, dude, this is this is really gonna bug me if I can't can't remember her name, dude. Um, yeah, it's so weird how many music videos and stuff have like illuminati or satanic or occult like references you know it's just strange well yeah it's i mean it's just when people percolate to the top you know they're the only ones talking to each other and then when you have it sectioned off into industries i guess those industry top people just are the ones that talk to each other but um i think her name is jaguar jaguar right and she talks about how so she was she would hang out with cat williams when he came up you know and mm-hmm. and she would uh work with him really really closely and basically she was saying how you know she kind of met a bunch of she was a singer or like and, and a hip-hop artist you know she made music and she she would uh she was talking about how when she got into all these parties you know p diddy especially was like really sketchy she had all this like disdain towards him and she was saying yeah you know one thing in particular, she's like, she said that I really like disliked was she said one time I was at a party or something that he was hosting and it, there were all these executive heads, you know, uh, basically that were working for Pete Diddy. And this was when he was pretty much corporate and, you know, owning all of his rec. I think he owns like record labels, you know, and he's just top dog, you know? So he basically was saying, um, she said she overheard a conversation between his executives talking to their interns and she said, yeah, and in this room, they were talking to each other, and she, they, they were telling the interns, this company is not here to make good mu- uh, good music. We don't want to um, put out really good artists and stuff. And he said, he, these guys were telling the interns, um, yeah, we, we want to hire shit. Like, we don't want good art. We want bad art, in fact. And so, it, it, and, and she said, when I heard that, she said, I, that's, she said, I, after that, I hated P. Diddy. I hated everything he's associated with. This dude is just out to break the industry, basically. Like, he does not want um, hip-hop culture to actually, like, evolve into a culture. He just wants it 
in for the money basically and that's what he wants you know what i'm saying because when he gets to that position he doesn't care about the culture anymore he's just saying you know give me all my all my cake <clears throat> give me all my bread you know Interesting. and so so that kind of leads into this conspiracy that i was reading about last week that that um there's an npr podcast that i was listening to and they basically said uh they had these you know they're saying how an article came out or an email came out in 2012 and it was this, um, no named email, you know, it was just some random no name person who sent out this email. They said, uh, you know, 10 years ago or so we basically, um, and he, and he claimed to be a uh, music executive. He said 20 years ago in the nineties and you gotta understand like the nineties was kind of, I feel like it was kind of a, uh, hip hop there was like a battleground on hip hop, like for what it stood for, um, going on at that time. And even probably before that, uh, you know, and, and, and basic, cause you know, KRS talks, I don't know. I listen to KRS one talk. I've, I've always like listened to him talk throughout my, throughout probably the last like five, seven years. I'll just, I've seen videos of him, but you know, and I don't want to misrepresent him or anything he said, but I, you know, what I get from him talking is he says like, um, you know, obviously rap, uh, not rap, but like hip hop culture grew out of the sixties, um, you know, movement, um, you know, of, uh, like desegregation, desegregation and, and civil rights, you know what I'm saying? And so in, um, the sixties and whatnot, you know, then hip hop culture grew from that and it was basically a mouthpiece to say, okay, this is what's, you know, this is how we're, we're living. And this is the progression of it, of, you know, that, that, you know, the black community kind of got out of, you know, uh, the civil rights movement and all this stuff. Um, and, and it grew, I mean, dude, honestly, if you, I don't know, if you look into hip hop, it kind of grew from slavery. Like, I mean, that's where it kind of spawned from, you know, with, um, uh, with, with song, what, uh, what are the songs called? Um, oh, it's bad that sl slaves would sing, you know, they would sing in the fields. Um, like I, I can't, I cannot remember what they're called. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I don't Do you know, know what, what I'm talking they're called about? Either, uh, yeah. <laughs> let me look it up. They're called um, like "Wade in the Water," you know, stuff like that is what's coming up. But what were they called? There's like a there's a name, a specific name for that music. Not soul music, but I, I, I man, I, it's bad that I can't remember what these are called, but basically, you know, you can chart it back, man, you can chart rap not rap, but like hip hop back to these, you know, these songs that, that slaves would sing in the, in fields. And, um, and it, so obviously, you know, hip hop culture, the people that understood where it came from, they took it very seriously and they wanted to preserve it because it was, a, it was their history basically put into spoken word. And so, um, there was, corporate interest with it in like, you know, eighties, nineties, once, um, sugar, sugar gang, what's it called? Sugar Hill gang came out with that song rappers delight. It's like the ones like a hip, ha, a hip, a hip, a hip, they don't stop. <laughs> and a lot of rappers hate that song, like, uh, or not rappers, but hip, like, you know, hip hop artists and whatnot. They, they hate that, that song. <laughs> All these old heads hate that song. I think it was the first, you know, quote unquote rap or hip hop song to come out that was, uh, sold, it broke 2 million records. And so 
um, <clears throat> that's when, you know, corporate was like, oh, you know, they, their, their brows raised and they're like, oh, Ooh, we can make money, money off this kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, back to the conspiracy, you know, through that, you know, through the battleground, it just makes sense with the background of, you know, this kind of grasp for hip hop culture by corporate interests in the nineties specifically, it, it just makes sense what this email said. So anyway, so the, the email said it was from this executive, you know, alleged corporate, uh, head for, for music industry, he said, he claims, yeah, okay, in 2002, we got together, all these music industry guys, had a big meeting in 2002 with, like, other, you know, business people, and what it comes out to be was, it was, you know, prison, the prison industry, and basically, the prison industry, what this letter claims is, uh, they approached the music executives for this meeting, because they said, you know, something along the lines of, hey, uh, we understand that your, um, music is part of a culture and there's a lot of people and you know civil rights happened recently so they were trying to basically get in like disrupt their culture and infiltrate it and they were saying what we want to do is you know use rap music and hip-hop and essentially promote gangster rap through it and like bastardize basically what hip-hop music because hip-hop you know i don't know hip, a lot of people conflate hip-hop and rap and i keep Sometimes I even misspeak and say it, you know, but, um, it, you know, hip hop is the whole culture. What it really is, is it was, you know, it was, it was break dancing. It was like spray painting, you know, like throwing cardboard down with a boom box and like blasting a, you know, a mixtape that somebody just made, you know, one of the local dudes. And so, um, hip hop was the whole scene. And so what kind of percolated to the top of that culture and, and became sort of, you know, executive interest was rap specifically. And so, this, this letter tries to explain why rap emerged from hip hop and became so popular and like why it became so, you know, kind of like associated with aggression and um, like, like violence in a way, you know? So, so this, this letter says basically, you know, um, 2002, we all got together. It was music executives and it was, you know, prison, uh, private prison owners. And they, they approached us and said, we want to take rap out of hip hop culture and we want to, you know, monetize it by, <laughs> this is crazy, but it sounds kind of like legit. It's like they, we want to take the, take what you have with, with the, the music and hip hop. And we want to put, make the, the dominant message like violence and, 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 um, crime. And basically what, like, uh, you know, well, that way we will promote people on the, you know, that end up doing crime and then you can give, you know, we'll make money as prison people, right? Cause more criminals <laughs> have to go to prison and then you can prop us up. So that's what the letter claims. And so this, that, then I guess what you could argue is what came out of that is gangster rap, you know, like mm -hmm. in 2000s, that's kind of when it came out, like, you know, Eminem, mm -hmm. 50 Cent, like all, you know, all these, all these rappers. And so it was like very different from like, let's say Rakim or, uh, uh, you know, even, you know, KRS one or like J Ru the damager, like all these different hip hop artists from back in the day when it was becoming popular before it was cool, you know, like they, they kind of were like, they, they comment on it a lot. I mean, especially KRS one, I, I can say, go on like all day what he says, but he basically says, you know, like he calls, he separates out and says, okay, hip hop artists like Rakim and all them, they're not rappers. Like rappers came from, from hip hop and, and, and 
and rappers, it was all just about the money. Even the message was about the money. He, and I'm not saying like Karis one. I he hasn't spoken to my knowledge about that email conspiracy that that I was saying. Yeah. Um, that I just kind of explained in length, <laughs> but um, he. I don't, to my knowledge, he hasn't really brought that up. But like what him and like this dude Professor Griff that I've listened to too, like what they talk about with like music and the effect on people, like what it can do, good and bad. You know what I'm saying? Um, it kind of makes sense that that letter would have been out there because hip hop, you know, I mean, like, obviously there was, there's like, you know, hip hop would talk about guns or like shootings in the street, but it was, I feel like it wasn't really glorified in like old hip hop music. You know what I mean? It didn't become glorified until like 2000. Yeah. And so like Harris once says like, right. He calls rappers like little boys. Like he's like, they're little boys. He's like, he's like, rap does not make men. He's like, He's like hip hop makes men, but rap makes boys. And he's like, he's like, and these little boys. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. He just sounds so funny. He's like so funny when he talks. Like, and these little boys, they get their money. And he's like, but you know what? He's like, throw them in prison. He's like, they. He's like, they're not gonna make it. He's like, you throw one of the old like. He's like, you throw a man like someone from hip hop in prison. He's like, everyone's gonna accept him in prison, and he'll be fine in there while he has to be in there. But like. When he come, you know, like he, they're like basically saying like they're they're like the real deal, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, yeah, so 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 it's like the notion that out of that, okay, yeah, like rap became corporatized, and a lot of people consume it, but it, it, but it's like in a way it took over the culture for a while, but it's kind of bouncing back in a way. But um, but like with you know with rappers, you know, it, it, kind of to the whole like Pete Diddy conspiracy too is like. If if uh, if what Jaguar was saying is real, it's like we don't want good artists. That I mean, that makes sense from a business standpoint with P, like you know, with Puff Daddy, because it's like, okay, a people will think that the like the music industry is thriving, but really he's still on top because there's no competition because everyone that's getting the limelight sucks, you know, and uh, and and there's no good message, you know, with a lot of them, and so I don't know, it just it just it makes sense, like. You know, and if you look at a lot of rappers nowadays, like they make a million dollars, they make two million dollars, and then you, they're gone in like a year, a lot of them. But it's like you know, all those old hip hop heads, a lot of them are still around. That they're just kind of low key. You know, shout out, I mean, MF Doom, dude, that dude just passed like I guess October last year. News came out in December, but he, I mean, he was an older, you know, he was around the, the scene when it was like started, you know, when it was early too, I think, and I don't know. Hmm, so I'm trying to so with this P Diddy thing, because <clears throat> he was on top at some point. So was he just trying to crash the industry permanently, or was he just trying to keep it alive but at a mediocre level as to not threaten him? Like I, I guess they, they they said okay, let's bring in bad. We want bad artists. Um, did they think it's still it was still popular? Do you think that was like, yeah, we're I mean, gonna get, so bring in bad, bad artists, and then nobody's gonna like this stuff anymore, and then I'm the king. But then people actually still liked it. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> crap. well, no, ah, yeah, that's a good point. I think, I mean, I think, um, I don't think he cares so much about whether they. I don't know. I mean, the point is, is like, he definitely he owns what record label does he owns some big record label you know what i'm saying like he has a lot of power of who's in the industry and who's not in the first place so like 
And then there's others, obviously, like, you know, Dre. Well, I think he's in a coma right now. I don't know what his status is, but, like, Dr. Dre, you know, all these different people that own label companies um, or, like, record labels, they, you know, they have their own interests, obviously. So Puff Daddy, I don't know what – he doesn't care. I, I feel like he probably didn't care. What I'm trying to say is he doesn't care about the the – the culture so like if they become popular from it i don't think he really cares because he knows like they'll always be not that talented like he probably you know the industry that you know the rappers probably like get a lot of shit to help them out you know what i'm saying i don't know but if you're like hip-hop probably more or less you're like down using instrument i'm not not to say that all rappers are like bad and like they have their place you know what i'm saying they're just not hip-hop so i don't right. think i don't think pete I don't think P. Diddy really cares if they last, but I, or I don't think he wants them to last, but I, I like the individual rappers, but I, what I'm trying to say is I don't think he cares about the, the industry. So, but I don't know. You're, you're, I don't think that really answered your question. I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to I figure don't, out, I don't know. is he just trying to, cause it just seems like, does he want the industry to like fail? So by the time he's dead, he's just like the best one ever. That's what it I mean, sounds like. like. Not even that not that great like compared to like kendrick lamar or some shit like because i don't know if yeah. he was just afraid of his legacy being taken by somebody better because you uh, from an industry standpoint if he wants to succeed in his industry he would want good artists but he would want everyone else to have bad ones but if he wants to kind of drive it into the ground so that they look back and be like, God, that time was terrible. But remember, P. Diddy, yeah, he was good. You know, if they're trying to do it from like that I, perspective, I don't. I don't think it's really like. Actually, I, let me kind of redact what I'm saying. I, I guess don't is think it money or is it rep it's reputation? Money. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think it's money. No, yeah, it's yeah. not reputation. Because again, like he, I don't think he cares about the hip hop culture. He doesn't care about the hip hop culture. It's not what he's about. So like, I don't think P, he wants to be known as like the best rapper ever. I don't think that's his point. I think he's just. Gotcha trying to yeah maintain power and money basically um and that's why he's saying like get you know get no talent basically get people with no talent it's like because if you do that then they they rely on you and then yeah, you decide okay. you know, their yeah. contracts up after like two years you're like okay like good luck i, I jump-started you but that's, that's all you're getting okay. from me, you know that makes sense they they it's basically a and control he, and thing I mean, you know, if, they're, if of, they know they're and good he gets money out of them you know what i'm saying like they're yes. making him money but he doesn't want them to grow too big so he just probably kicks them out i don't know though like because he can, the, he, he can pull the "you're nothing without me" card, and actually, it makes mm -hmm. sense if they're bad. <laughs> they're like, well, yeah, then, you're right. Okay. Back to, <laughs> even back to like kind of deeper into his conspiracy, um, there's like claims that he would do like weird stuff at parties and kind of like that whole classic like at least getting dirt on each other, you know? Now define weird stuff. <laughs> I don't want to get into it, man, but you just you know stuff you have people do stuff against their will basically and blackmail them like so you could blackmail them I, you know gotcha. i don't know if there's if it's like necessarily like he's like forcing it or if it's more like he's just well, i mean yeah it's basically forced or he's just probably putting people in an awkward situation like you know join us on in with whatever we're doing and then he can't he can have dirt on him and he's just basically like it's a power move I, you know what i'm saying like it's like the it's like he, he pimps out rappers you know what i'm saying like he he pimps them dude gotcha. i feel like that's what he kind of does you know that's what the allegations are like it, conspiratorial conspiratorially there's not i don't know if there's actual allegations although i wouldn't be surprised but i'm not saying that. i'm not claiming that what i'm saying is the conspiracy is that like he gets dirt on people doing gotcha. weird stuff to mm -hmm. them or forcing them to do weird stuff and then 
I mean, that's just more power, you know? So it's like, maybe if they want to stay in the industry and he's like allowing them, like, yeah, I'll keep supporting you until, you know, maybe you could even become independent, but like, I still have this dirt on you. Like, you know what I mean? I, who knows, dude? It could, there's a million answers. I don't really, I don't know to your question, but he probably just wants the power. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he cares about like, oh yeah, if, when people look back on hip hop, they'll remember my name. Like, it's probably just a perk. Gotcha. All right, so this is interesting. Um, I had a thought on this. So this is interesting. The letter that you mentioned is quite interesting. Like, I'm willing to look into that a little bit because it's it seems plausible to me, especially you know. <laughs> With my conspiracy thinking mind, that seems very plausible. Because I'm trying to p- picture if that letter didn't exist, if that theory that it's promote gangster rap to um, to to make the private prison owners rich. That that makes sense. Yeah. So I... then I'm trying to wrap my head around if if that wasn't true. Who thought that? gangster rap would be a good idea so you got your like i call it like kind of like clean 80s like hip-hop and rap somebody comes along and says like oh i just mostly rap about killing people and being and selling drugs and getting money i don't think that's and somebody's was though i don't think really it was in the 80s i don't even know if that was a like really a, no i'm were, saying so it's like, not no i'm saying 80s it's was, misinter- okay yeah no, no, no. It's 80s misinter- is fine but at some it, point no i'm right. talking like some somewhere in the 90s or early 2000s somebody did some rapper come along and be like yeah i just i do this gangster rap stuff and like and the record label was like oh that's oh. a great idea let's do it right it seems counterintuitive unless they were going for the and this may be part of that that early 2000s was just for the shock value would sell right i remember in the early 2000s when i was a kid a lot of stuff was coming out and that's when they had like the they introduced like the rating thing for cds and stuff that it was cool to be to have bad words and to sing about questionable stuff well that was like when the parental advisory note came out on the cd i feel like yeah because they didn't have that up until i don't know when it was it was probably like I would imagine early, like mid to late nineties, probably. So it's there was a either... song in, in specific that like caused that to happen. I don't remember what song it was. Wow. But sorry, go ahead. So like, I'm trying to figure out. So the prison thing is makes sense. They would want to promote this stuff, and so that conspiracy makes sense. Maybe if they thought that being because part of like when you're in an industry, you want to stand out from everyone else. And if you're like the only record label that's putting out this, this dirty music that um, you've got, you've moved yourself into that market and like you can expand there. It's a gamble because <laughs> are people going to listen to it? Apparently they did. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Did they grasp control like of the industry and then make the gangster rap like what was cool i think it's more like that well if they yeah if they did that that follows closer to the the theory that it's kind of tied to public or private prisons like that makes sense um i can't like i'm just trying to think of i can't think of them controlling the industry and 
promoting gangster rap for any other reason unless they're like trying to destroy society or something like i, I don't know like i guess i'm saying do you have a theory as to why the industry would promote gangster rap outside of the two theories we've already proposed like i mean the conspiracy only, the theory only, the or only thing, to be edgy right right the only thing that i that i could think is like okay so if 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 it wasn't the case that they had this meeting and said like we want to promote a violent message so that prisons can make money okay if that's not the case mm-hmm. then the, the other explanation i could think of would be okay hip-hop in hip-hop music you know they there was mentions of like shootings and killing people or selling drugs whatever it was um but I think it was, it was um, either people interpreted it wrong because that well the message usually, to my knowledge, was not, oh this is cool in early hip hop. It was more like this is every day this happened. This is a struggle. Like I see this and and something should be done about it. And hip hop is a way to do that. And like if you know that was how they kind of did it. You know that's what they wanted to do. But the, I guess the only way I could see that it naturally comes out as gangster rap, like being cool and like dominant during the early 2000s and onward, you know, is um, if that was the most relatable thing that, you know, I mean, in, in competition, if you're trying to be a hip hop artist, you know, you're going to try and get the edge on people and see like, what can I talk about in my life that's more interesting than everyone else? Maybe yeah. that was the most relatable thing that they could say, like, this is something I've seen that a whole lot of people have it. And so it sends you know what i'm saying and then may, like maybe then more and more rappers realize oh that's that can be a way for us to stand out or hip-hop artists like that's a way for us to stand out and so they went with it i don't know that's the only and then mm-hmm. and then executive interest came in but i mean if you if you think about for instance like uh like uh sugar Hill gang that <laughs> dude like rappers delight that song is just I don't know, man. It's whack. It's not really like any, it's not, it's more pop than it is hip hop, but like, that's what the, that's what kind of defined what rap is. So how it evolved from that into gangster rap, like so quickly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like that doesn't really make sense. And I could see a potential like natural progression towards that. If, um, you know, hip hop kind of mentions like the struggles that they have with like the cops and whatnot. And then over time, like I'm thinking the eighties, like there was some racial tension for sure. And that maybe just naturally people started to shift more towards an angry, oh, uh, like an angry mentality like, like, because how of we the, can speak out against it because like, of the injustice is through yeah. hip hop and art. And, and then it just kind of dominated during that socioeconomic sphere of time or something because some of it some of the gangster rap comes across as like this is like an angry person and potentially rightfully so because of the things they've been through like it makes sense but then i feel like that got hijacked and now it's you know a bastardization of what it was supposed to be where like now it's just kind of like little boys like the guy was um did you say Karis? One was, saying, one was yeah. saying is like, yeah, they're not actually, they didn't go through anything. They're just a bunch of babies, you know, t- trying to yeah. act cool. And that's kind of what it is now versus like uh, maybe like the original gangster rap. Not, and you can debate whether like it's good to have that kind of music or not, but like it wasn't fake. It was more authentic 
and what it was trying to do but yeah, now it's yeah, just exactly so so like uh no that's a good point because like kind of branching off that um i think it was karis one or it was uh professor griff they said like that uh with uh like i don't know how to ex- i don't know how to explain this but they they say like okay like the i think it was karis one he said like the the rapper like he like he or she is talking about me 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 i i i i I. like look what i got look what i got look what i got but like hip-hop is talking about look at us like look what we have and don't have like look what we need so it's like rap is just more selfish like hip-hop is like this is who we are this is what we needed and overcame and this is how we're growing And and there's actually um like a declaration of hip hop or something like that that's drafted by a bunch of like older hip hop artists that basically <laughs> it's, it's it's I'm serious dude it's like it's got rules like it's it's pretty sick dude honestly like they take it really seriously you know what I'm saying like Karis One and Professor Griff and they've got like I, I don't know man it's I think the I think the culture's like it's really cool um and it can be I don't know man like I'm I'm obviously never going to be able to understand it completely just like cuz I'm white, dude. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, but it's, I think it's really cool. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me. And yeah, like that, cool. that, 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 I feel like that culture was hijacked. It's, and it's not to say that it's not alive and well anymore. It's, it's just, yeah, there's it's overshadowed it, the by, money moved. Yeah. The money is just flowing in a different way, like directly, you know? Um, but just like PDD said, we don't want to give it to the good people. <laughs> That's exactly, dude. I mean, doesn't it kind of like jive? They're like separate conspiracies, but they kind of, they yeah. kind of work, dude. That's that's the crazy part about it, man. Um, hold on, there's a, uh, there's a um, a line in this song by Gangstar, and it's and it's uh, dude, it goes like, um, it's like some some uh. MRFers just be living like it's like okay hold on they're talking it's, it's like talking about guns okay it's called tons of guns and he's like he, so he says like because more guns will he's like he says tons of guns but i don't glorify kind of like what i was saying like hip-hop didn't glorify it like it was it, it kind of talked against it you know it says tons of guns it, it's like tons of guns i don't glorify because more guns will come and much more will die why yo i don't know black and he says like some MRFers just be living like that and then you go this is the part i'm trying to get to he goes they like to feel the chrome in their hands. The shit makes them feel like little big man. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Dude, I was like, because I, I don't know, man. It was just, it goes with what Karis, Karis was saying. Like, they, I, don't know, I just think it's so funny, dude, that perspective. Like, I'm like picturing like a baby, like sitting on a, on like a throne with like gun, like <laughs> Uzis, <laughs> smoking a cigar. And he's like, yeah, go, go like, go get my money <laughs> dude yeah. and if there's like there's a oh man dude there's this guy that i don't, I don't know man spot him got him have you seen that dude no <laughs> just look at him dude so like honestly you should look him up right now because the message that krs1 was saying about like little babies and like little boys in, in rap and then like that line like makes them feel like little big man and then i saw this dude spot him got him like at the same time and i was like bro that's kind of like exactly what they're talking about wow. did you look him up yeah <laughs> and right. there's, there's like <laughs> dude, 
are, are, are any of the pictures is he is he holding two guns and he's sitting down on like a <laughs> I don't know in whatever if you ever get the chance dude look at it what <laughs> just watch his music video for beatbox dude it's like this stupid viral TikTok song I feel like but in it he there's just a clip where he's got two Uzis or something he's sitting down on this chair and I'm like bro that's little big man right there <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Anyways, I'm I'm going off, dude. I'm so funny, but yeah, I think it got it got definitely got hijacked. Um, the conspiracy with the letter makes sense. P Diddy definitely a sketchy dude, and I think there's a lot of weird stuff he's done. And I don't know. That's because it's the Illuminati that runs the show, boy. Well, dude, and to get even deeper, we are going to go really deep. I don't know. There's a, there's almost a counter conspiracy, not counter conspiracy, but another. Now, there's a conspiracy like I feel like I would call it a conspiracy. That uh, never mind. I don't even know if I want to get into it. I, there's facets to it that are conspiracy to me that I, that that I find hard to believe. <clears throat> but but the 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 like with what with, with what Professor Griff says. But like what this dude says is like he was. I was watching a video with him and he was talking about how like. And this kind of, I feel like, bleeds into, like, military-industrial complex, basically. He was talking about how, like, um, music, like, vibrations, like, they have, like, physical and, like, neurological effects, basically, is what he's saying. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. We'll be getting into this. But but it's based. <laughs> what do you mean? I've researched that. Okay, so well, he, what he's talking about is, like, everything has waves, basically. And, like, it's, like, there's, it's kind of like the idea of auras. And then what he, what he brings up is, like, chakras. And he's, like... He's like music has like an effect on chakras and like I think that's is this is what he's saying is basically like music has an effect on your like I think there's seven chakras and he's like all these people that pull strings you know up the top like they want to like misalign your chakras so you can't operate at full capacity so again kind of the idea so like they can stay on top yeah. so he said like they've they've even found out and I mean this could even I feel like this sounds like some uh, MK Ultra stuff or whatever, but like um, what, what he was kind of getting at, or what I took away from it was that um, you know these official you know officials and stuff they've experimented on people. Like how does music make? How can we kind of alter behavior even if like a slight way, you know? And like just or sound, not even music, but like sound. Obviously, music goes with that. And so you know he's talking about. I don't really know what to extrapolate exactly other than that that you know from that notion you could figure you know there's probably tones like i think one of my sisters was telling me something a while ago i think it's called neurotones or something i just remember this i think they're called neurotones and it's it's like i mean you play guitar so you know like there's there's different ratios with notes like there's thirds and whatever um like half steps all this stuff so apparently i think there's something called a neurotone where it's at such a interval with three notes or something that it kind of it's it's like the idea that it kind of can hypnotize you in a way or maybe like make you chill out used for therapy but the the extreme is that it could hypnotize you so the idea is you know sound is powerful you know what i mean like i believe that and so i don't know this dude professor griff would say you know they want to out like misalign your chakras and they can use hip-hop and or, and rap and, and kind of weaponize it you know not him but he's saying like powers that be and that's kind of what he was saying is like they've tried to do and they've done successfully to an extent. But um, 
I don't know. Like he even talks about like he something that kind of was weird that interesting that he brings up is like just to put in references. He's like, he's like, I mean, think about it. He's like, we wake up to alarm clocks. He's like, not only can they control like what you do with, you know, how you feel with music, but like it can go deeper. Like now you have alarm clocks, right? And he's like, so now like you have no excuse not to wake up at seven o'clock or whatever. And so he's saying that way, like corporate <laughs> corporate interest can kind of affect the labor, you know workforce and be like okay you know it's regular to be on a 7 a.m schedule now like that's the standard like, who thought of that dude nobody wants to do that you know what i mean nobody wants to wake up at six o'clock like <laughs> i don't know maybe some people do but yeah it depends you get my point right like he's saying like that's done by sound like with an alarm he's like think about the name he's like it's an alarm clock like it, it forces you awake like and it, it's it's used but like they it's like a awful noise that's used yeah to it's do never it. a pleasant sound <laughs> right so i don't know that's just kind of like an everyday example of what sound can do to like impact you you know yeah and there's something <clears throat> um before i dive into my research um i've noticed this sometimes if you just take a moment just listen like all of our electronic stuff gives off annoying sounds like sometimes it's like just super high-pitched whining that we weren't like used to so we don't hear it but when you listen for it you hear it and i wonder if that has any surely that has impact on us you're talking uh, like ambient ambient noise like background sound like I I, mean, noise pollution is definitely a thing you know like so like i've got this um like next to me it's like an air filter that that i can just run and it's just got the the standard like machine noise yeah there's that aspect but there's also sometimes i'll pick up um like there's a really really high-pitched whine that comes out of it that you may not Mm. notice like it because it's it's just it's like yeah it's like that it's just out of range of our our hearing like and there's super low stuff too that stuff gives off and like Mm-hmm. um there's just it's like droning noises it kind of goes away after a second yeah so like i don't know how come i can hear sometimes and can and again it depends on like where i am relative to it and and that kind of thing but i'm just saying all of our electronic equipment gives off frequencies that oh yeah sometimes we can Little hear alerts. and sometimes we can't hear but uh, are they messing with us so with that, I guess I'll start talking about... This is what I got sidetracked on today when I was researching <laughs> music conspiracies yeah, yeah, cool. was frequency stuff. So first, this quote came up everywhere when I was researching this, so I'm just going to read it. And it's from Tesla. Uh, from if you, who? Tesla. Mm. Nikola Tesla. The car. Mm. <laughs> See, those you, election, electronics are making noises. <laughs> Sorry, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And this just like all came up so everything everything is vibrating like even us like that's just how everything works just at different frequencies yeah so just at different frequencies and then um i guess i can talk briefly about like resonant frequency you know what that is resonant resonant Um, frequency this is the thing that lets like singers for example shatter glasses with their voice it's not Mm. because they're singing so loud that it breaks it it's that they sing at the right frequency to match the natural vibration of that glass and when you can do that 
like it kind of like they combined on top of each other and that's why it shatters and this what? is oh you didn't know that oh <laughs> check it I out guys know that's how it works yeah i mean resonant frequency if you can match the natural frequency and vibration of an object you can what, okay, what do you shatter mean, it. the object there are you talking about an at like the atomic structure of it like how quickly the yeah atoms are moving yeah so, so it basically uh, like gets in tune with those atoms bouncing around and like shoves them or something well i don't understand how it like infiltrates the atomic structure is that what you're saying yeah because it's going at the same frequency <clears throat> so it thinks it's part of it and then it just and it can like yeah so there's the um so if we take this to a bigger scale i think it's called the tacoma narrows bridge and you can look up the video if you want um it's basically a bridge when you look at the video it 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 looks like it's insanely windy or something because it's a, it is a suspension bridge and Was it, it is wobbling concrete and yeah concrete yeah, and steel and it's that. wobbling and it's not wobbling because of like wind or anything like that it is because like it was i'm not sure what was causing the resonant frequency to hit if it was if it was like wind or if it was just uh the frequency and vibration caused by the cars driving over it but basically it just started wobbling like that because just like the glass that shatters the steel or the concrete whatever was getting hit with a resonant frequency frequency that that matched it and it just collapsed so um really interesting stuff um does that it, 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 maybe 10 if, minutes until it collapsed from when it does started that mean that it was being hit by a wave for the duration of that time or does or can that affect last like even after the wave is gone i think once something hits it I mean, the, it's stuck in it and it just keeps going oh so it, it, it might dissipate dead, over so time but yeah so i'm not like a master of the subject but i'm just aware of the phenomenon. You, you can you can match frequencies of different objects and shatter them. Um, I did not. Dang, yeah. dude. I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't realize that. I mean, I didn't realize it was that's the that was kind of the. Uh, and from the, what I'm gathering, like this is like Tesla was big like, into this kind of stuff. Um, and it's and what was the quote again? So he said, "If you want." If you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And this, none of the stuff is talked about, really, like in the public square and in the scientific community. Um, and conspiratorially, it, it was because they are basically hiding his technology and saving it for themselves. So, you know, and this is part of the reason why when I hear stuff about UFOs, like my mind doesn't jump to extraterrestrials. It jumps to Tesla tech <laughs> almost. Oh, oh, and then they just use aliens as an explanation. Right, because it's nothing we've never They're like, ever watch seen. something in the sky so people see something weird happen. That way we can create a story around it and distract from the fact that it's actually like something that could just hypnotize 10 million people at one time that's what you do if it's like hey if we've got a technology that nobody's heard of because we've kept it secret you know we can go run tests out in the open and nobody it, we just blame it on aliens <laughs> like who cares yeah um, wow and yeah wow. so 
the main thing that I got distracted by was um, basically the the frequency. I'm trying to, I have to explain this to people that don't like know music stuff. Um, so if there's a note that is an A, it's a certain sound that you hear. Because of the sine wave. There are there are slight very back in the day there were slight variations as you went from region to region of what they defined as this a their a was different from a different a because it's not like there's a b and that then there's a a c note there's a b and then there's like a million like you could subdivide it as many times as you want into smaller and smaller increments infinite amounts of yes there are are in between between those two we have decided that no we're going to chop it here and it's roughly based on um if your ear can't pick up the difference then why bother like you don't need to have right. like that's why some hundred like frets on your ears. guitar. <laughs> yeah, and good, good ear people can pick up more differences than people with a bad ear. But I think they just said, okay, who's got the best ear? Okay, here's the most we can that we should subdivide this. Like it just makes sense. Now, I was talking about each region had their own version of an A, and it was within like it wasn't quite a an A sharp, and it wasn't quite. Uh, like an A flat. It was somewhere in between those two is an A. And if everybody tunes to something different, it's going to sound terrible. Even though it's a small difference, it does sound terrible. <laughs> yeah, it causes dissonance and it just, yeah. like, it's cringy. So the interesting part about this is um, things used to be, this is in terms of hertz, is how it is. Um, and that's like vibrations per second, I think, something like that. But 432 hertz is kind of, was kind of the standard. Somewhere along the line, a bunch of, I'll call them elites or musical elites, got together. I don't even know if they were musical elites. That's the interesting part. They got together and decided to change it to 440 hertz as the standard. And that's what it is now. And... It's interesting. I have like a tuner for my guitar. It's like a little pedal that tells you, you just pluck your string and it tells you what you're at and you can tune it right. There's a right. setting to change it to something else um, instead of 440 is what it comes at. But I can put it down to 432 if I wanted to or raise it up. Or, have you done, Have you put it to the original frequency? Um, not yet, but after doing my research, I definitely want to because... It's just like you you automatically are just like everything you play is a banger. it could be like holy crap dude that thing (laughs) (laughs) so even though they're both in a technically this note that you're playing it's different and i didn't think it would be that big of a different but difference but i looked into this so there's something special about 432 into how it it the, the people that talk about this kind of base it on like the like the natural frequency of like the universe essentially or like the human body like kind of has its own frequency as to what it is i don't know but the, somehow this interacts 432 interacts with it better than 440 does um, yeah. oh, okay and it's it's almost like so 
like an A itself is just a note. It can't it can't be harmonious or dissonant by itself. You have to have compare it to something. Um, so when you compare it to other notes in the song, it sounds fine. But the unheard part where we're comparing it to the its frequency with our frequency, I think is what's causing the difference. So to sum it up, I had I listened to a couple guys do this where they would play a song with the standard 440 tuning that people use. Then using the same instrument, they would tune it down based on 432 hertz instead. And the song sounded better, even though it was the exact same notes. Hmm. So what would be like the incentive to change that in popular music? All right, music? so conspiratorially, <laughs> here we go. So now... So allegedly, the the Nazi propagandist is it Goebbels? Goebbels? I can't remember his name. His name's been popping up because I think they called some Republican this guy. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> Goebbels or Goebbels was the, the Nazi head propagandist guy, and he went to this meeting where they set this, and based on the Nazi studies. Um, when you base it on the 440 hertz, it causes like anxiety and stress and um, just overall unpleasantness to the person listening to it. Versus if it's tuned mm. to 432, it's relaxing and calming. And you, Ooh. but you would never know it because everything is in 440. Like in the current That's age, yeah. So, so you wouldn't you wouldn't just be like, oh, I'm gonna change the 432 for no reason. Like, let me check that. Right, out. you can't do that because nobody else is doing that. So, and it's industry standard. Uh, if you're gonna get stuff put out by record labels, it has to be in 440. Like, that's just the rules. Um, well, wait, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? It's industry standard. You're just saying like, well, if you're buying equipment, but like you said, you can adjust it. So you could put that music out no, that's but at it, 432 as a song, right? Like under a label? On your own, but no, the label's going to be like, no, we have to put it out under 440. Whoa, like, that's how it is. Really? Like, it's... Really? Wait, now, whoa, whoa. What? But it's under the justification that, like, everything has to be the same or it's just going to be weird. So if, for like example... Radios will be tuned out, they'll be out of whack, like... If a... For and I'm just trying to think of examples that would be annoying for like me. So if an an artist I liked started recording in 432, for example, and I didn't know it, and they put out uh, that song and I wanted to play along with it, like with my guitar, it would sound horrible, and I'd be like, "But I'm so confused. Mm. <laughs> like we're all mm. we're tuned to the same. It's the same tuning. Well, technically it's not. But eventually, so, then people would realize like." It would become a notion that oh, if it if I'm playing the same note and it doesn't sound the same, then like it's just not tuned the same, and then they might, they would just look into a database, be like, what is this song tuned to? See, but it's not tuned to. That's the thing. So somebody could have like Nirvana, for example. Most of their songs they tune it a half step down, which is something completely different, though. I see. It's I see, I still see. based on the 440. They're just shifting the whole note, the whole song into like a lower register, which is fine got it got it sorry so okay, when people it. but that's what people do if i go to play along with a nirvana song and i'm in standard tuning and it doesn't sound right my first instinct is not oh 
there must be tuning to a different A. It's no, they've dropped everything down like a half step. Okay, so I'm going to do that. And then it matches. Oh, but see, if it I was see. tuned to 432 and I did that, it would still sound wrong. And no, it would I be very, it. so it's it. just so the the logical justification is that it just makes everything simple. Just make it 440, everybody tunes the same, everybody sounds the same. It's good. So it sounds but good to face value. What I'm saying value. is like if you knew that that was a thing like going into buying something or getting into for instance playing guitar eventually you would learn oh, okay well it matters what i'm uh what frequency i'm at and so if they're trying to replicate a song i'm saying that would become kind of common knowledge i think just by trade and by people under you know what, do you know what i'm saying i mean for instance you know but if okay, everybody get... everybody tuned to their own version of a that would just be a mess and the justification is there's no reason to not all have the same frequency. There's no reason not to. My A should sound like your A. Why would you ever want to change it? That's the justification. So, I think, what, uh, but what I I'm, get it. I just think but that what there I'm should talking be a delimiter about, is like, okay, an A would be between this and that frequency. And then but you it can tune it to so, something in between here. And, and we define A as between 430 and 440 something like that so tune it in between there but don't you know well that exists don't go wild. Al- that exists already but the problem is the guitarist if he turns to tunes to 432 the drummer has to tune his drums a little bit differently the bassist has to tune his stuff differently the singers right. have to sing slightly different but what why 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 would you want i mean why would you want that, to change why because, would you want to change because okay because from a copyright point of view you could no i get i don't know you could you could i don't know it'd be interesting in liability issues too but i don't know so um, here's the thing the sa- the song sounds the same it wouldn't change that same progression of notes all that it, stuff it would sound the same so hold on Hold on a sec. Hey, I'm 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 on the phone. Okay, I love you too. I'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> Sorry about that. The whole point of let me back up. The whole point of the meeting. Now, this is a, a bigger issue for um uh like um what's the orchestras and bands because you cannot change the tuning of your clarinet or your trumpet on the fly. You have to make right. a completely new instrument, <laughs> and yeah, everybody that has makes to. Sense. That makes so, sense. from their standpoint, it says, "Let's get together. Let's agree upon A equals 440 hertz. That way, we can all make our instruments that are tuned to that. That way, we're all good. Everyone's on the same page. That's the whole reason to do it. And there's no argument to not do it. But why didn't they choose 432 if it sounds better? Because this is not like That's weird." This is where the conspiracy comes in. Is they, the people that set this may not have been musicians. It may have just been. They just want everyone to be anxious all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially the conspiracy. Is that this will mess with people, and it's the Nazis that were doing it. So it makes sense. They're just like we want to keep people on edge, uneasy. Let's use the 440 because we our research shows that um, it causes this, and 432 makes people feel pretty good. We don't want people to feel pretty good because then they won't want to fight wars and stuff you know it's better when people are angry on each other's throats that's the theory why they picked 440 that's just conspiracy 
And I encourage people to go look up for yourself um, if you can hear the difference. So the person I listened to would play a song and then play it it in 432 and play one in 440 and honestly the 432 sounded better and i took it a step further there was a guy that did i'm gonna play in 440 and i'm gonna play in 432 and you're not going to know which which is which i'm gonna play them you write down which one you th sounds better and then at the end look at your answers and i picked 432 every time it's the same notes oh. Like, it, you can't, if I played two side by side, you can't be like, oh, well, that one's lower, or that one's higher. Like, they're so close together. Unless you've got, no, like, I'd... a really good ear, you could tell. But, like, it's it's not, it's just something about it is better and is more pleasant. And the theory is that it's, um, because 432 is closer to our natural frequency, it plays well with it plays it. well with us yeah so we almost kind of feel it oh. versus 440 it's irritating almost and you that don't is, you don't know it really until so you'll have to check it out and you won't know you have it to, you have to do it kind of side by side okay did you use headphones or was it just uh through a speaker or just through your laptop or what um i did both so i, I could tell on the phone just on the speaker and then i plugged in some headphones that were pretty good too and listened to the the, the test one where he didn't the blind test um but yeah wow and it's hard to explain so you just have to do it yourself and it yeah you don't know until you hear it the 432 and then when you hear a 440 after a 432 you're just like Ugh. and it's what? it's not it's not that ah. it's the same it's the same song and the same notes, same progression. Like, it's not anything like that. It's something else is just irritating so about do, it. <laughs> so even the notes, a scale. I mean, okay, so taking the concept of, of putting setting an A to three, uh, 432, so then everything else is all the other notes on, this, uh, on a, you know, scale or on an instrument are going to be tuned that yeah. many wavelengths yeah. down as well how many is it yeah, it's because yeah, from yeah. 440 to 430 so eight yeah so it's just everything shifts down so it all it all sounds better the one yeah all the, of the them sound yeah, better yeah the entire song all the I notes F, because they're just slightly shifted down is much more pleasing to us in an unexplainable way F, man. that's that is wild I have so, to say, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out, dude. That's wow. I mean, man, music and sound, dude, is honestly, it's like, it's really powerful. I don't know, man. It's powerful. I mean, it can set people into different moods. Like people listen to different things when they're in a mood, you know, to get out of it or, in, you know, into it's people use it to get in and out of moods. You know, it's, um, I don't know. And when you play an instrument, cause I, I mean, I've, I played, I used to play whatever. I I, I played a couple of instruments, but bag, bagpipes and trombone. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but I mean, playing an instrument is like uh, an experience all in it, all on its own too. And I'm not saying I was ever. You know, I was decent. I was decent. I was never. I was pretty good actually. I was all right, but <laughs> I was I was okay. I just didn't ever put any time into it. You know what I'm saying? But when I was doing it, I really enjoyed it. But then, you know, out, outside of class, I'd just be wilding out with the friends, you know, Yeah. as a young buck. 
So this is just, um, this is just an anecdote, but like somebody in the comments on one of these videos was like, you know, I used to struggle and it was frustrating to try and write songs, but I just tune my guitar to 432 instead. And like, it's just been so much easier to write stuff. Like, I feel like I can be more creative. No, it's just a story, but, um, it's, it's oh. worth investigating is what I'm saying. So it sounded better. I mean, and I can't explain why. So everybody well, listening, it, it you'll was, have to listen to yourself to understand what I'm talking about. <clears throat> what's also interesting is, is I mean, I, I'm not trying to go too far down this road, but what's interesting is like in a lot of religions too, song is always a part of it. You know what I mean? There's, oh, there's yeah. always, no, kinda, a, it's always a involved. huge part of it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's always involved. It's always right there. And, um, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, that means something, you know, it's not, that's not just like out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it is real interesting when you think of song and music is strictly nothing but vibration. That's like, that's everything. So, and everything is made up of vibration. So music, music is something very interesting. I'll say that. <laughs> So when they say like we should all be on the same wavelength, be thinking about <laughs> thinking about that is. in a different light. Like, damn, I don't know if I want to because we might explode or something if we're on the exact same wavelength. <laughs> Seen this bridge before? That that could happen to us if we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> Wait, so how does that not happen then? When people touch each other, how do they not just like make each other shatter if we're both at the same wavelength? Like, uh, how do we not just? go into each other you know what i'm saying and like phase in and out um i don't know i think there's we're not on the same frequency i think we're not on the same frequency i think everybody's different Mm. because we have so many different things that make us up there probably has to be more it's probably something more of like a like there's to be more force behind it to like make you blow up you know what I mean? It probably has to be the right wavelength and be going really fast or something. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, velocity yeah. sort of thing. Potentially. So there, there's I'm not an expert in this. Yeah, I do think it's worth looking into. Should um, get Chris Chris on here. Talk yeah, about music theory. Should. Be like, yo. <laughs> um and then yeah, I, I was gonna side note something that we had I think this was off air. We were discussing like, oh, what if the government has the cure for cancer already? And there was a scientist that did studies with this um, frequency stuff and was able to find a frequency, basically the resonant frequency of cancer cells. And there's videos of it. Like they blast it with a a certain um, frequency and you can see the, basically the, cancer cell explode <laughs> under the microscope oh my gosh. now well so what about i mean is that supposed to be kind of the idea of uh chemo because isn't that radiation so maybe it's like well how do we put this into the cancer without also making them blow up or is it or is the radiant frequency different for a cancer cell than it is like a regular human it's different. whatever that cell so, so it, it, so it, it is, is different. different and it's it's the same concept yeah it's the same concept of uh, chemo or radiation therapy except with chemo and radiation therapy you are still destroying your body uh, your it's, body yeah, it's just you're hopefully you're it can survive before that the cancer dies before you do basically but with this um if it's just one frequency you just blast it with it and that's it um 
Now, I do think, you know, they have to be careful with that because if you can blow up a cancer cell, you can blow up a red blood cell, for example. You know, so you got to make sure you find out what the the, the no-go frequencies are uh, right, right. at some point. Huh. So, and maybe that's why it's been kept under wraps is because it's, it's kind of dangerous. Um, if somebody <laughs> wanted to use it for bad, I could see that being an issue. Um, killing people with sound waves sounds kind of scary in... I'm sure our military has that tech, but I don't think they want well, that out there in the those public. Things that that uh, we brought them up before. AVT, not AVT, but it's yeah, like they, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about the, the like the weapons uh, that they just. I don't remember what they do. It's they, a sound that makes you nauseous. Isn't, yeah. isn't it a noise or it's a frequency, right? Yeah, a it's wavelength a fre- of some sort that. Yep. I don't know if you can even hear it, but it makes you feel sick. I mean, so yeah. that's already showing impl- implications of at least the frequency idea and how powerful it is um so this this makes me say tesla how is absolutely right do they emit like at, how quickly do they do it that's i feel like that is what matters is like how quickly are the waves passing by one point is it well that's what you know what that's I'm saying? what is the it hertz like a million measure- at one time well that's what the hertz measurement uh, is is how many times okay, it's passing okay. this point so the cancer one is a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand hertz so it's it's really high pitched um, really high frequency I, we wouldn't hear it um but yeah golly gee that's so, terrifying yeah. <laughs> so I, that puts us at about an hour my computer's actually yelling at me telling me I'm almost out of disk space <laughs> so, wow dang um, do you need to send you a do you need hard drive uh, external hard drive send me a hard drive okay no send me money so I can buy my own hard drive <laughs> dybpodcast at gmail.com um <laughs> Yeah, I think Send we have us a, money on that account. We have a Patreon. Here's my Venmo and my Cash App, and if you want, here's my address. Mail it to me. <laughs> but yeah, now right. I just I've, I've I've got it on the wrong hard drive. I need to direct it to go somewhere else. But anyway, that's music, um, hip hop, and then the frequency stuff. I have a million other things. Um, I'll just run down these lists real quick, and if you guys want us to dive deeper in them, we will in the future. There's just so much to these. There's the 27 Club, which is people dying at the age of 27. Famous artists and musicians. Um, Paul McCartney died early on and was replaced by somebody else in the Beatles. I said Tupac never died. He's chilling in Cuba. Britney Spears' vocals were messed with to make them more higher pitched to make her sound kind of like with more of a baby voice than what she actually has. She actually has like a a deeper, stronger voice, but they messed with it on the recordings. So that's a conspiracy. Wow. Um, I've never heard that one. Um, I wanted to, we were, me and my wife were talking about who do we think sold their soul to the devil of all these famous musicians right, that's and artists. That's a big one. So that's worth getting into. Um, there's, they used to do, allegedly back in the day, uh, but they would bring in witches to, um, cast spells on the master recording when they were done <laughs> kind of strange probably still do that Just today like zap them with electricity <laughs> and then <laughs> another thing comes out <laughs> <laughs> kind of to go along with like the people selling themselves to the devil there's a lot of people that shot to stardom that also had a close relative die in the same time and the, the theory is that um, that is the sacrifice they must make 
um, before mm. they can reach stardom. So those are just. I've also heard a lot of a lot of musicians have close ties to like political people. Like oh, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking yeah, yeah, like yeah. bloodline, bloodline, not just relationship. Yeah, somebody mentioned that. Just look at the father of anybody famous. They're probably a politician or CIA like operative or yeah. army or something. So, um, but yeah, really weird. Just teasing all that. If you guys want it, you got to let us know, or we're not going to do it. We won't do it. DYB podcast at gmail.com, folks. All right. Check out uh, 432 Hertz, people. It doesn't hurt, I promise. It makes you feel better. <laughs> See ya. Hurts don't hurt. Thank you.